Welcome, everybody, to the NL Central State of the Division. We are back for another episode this week. I am Ethan Badowski, and back joining me this week is Clay Snowden. Uh, Clay, how are we looking in the division right now? Another new leader atop the division. Yeah, so the division hasn't shaken up too much this year, and it's kind of normalized this week with the Brewers at the top. 44 and 33 they went seven and three over the past 10 games to get back there cardinals went five and five over the past 10 games leaving them at 43 and 35 a tight tight race at the top major drop off as it has been all year pirates 30 and 45 cubs 29 and 46 reds 26 and 48 yeah i posed the question last week i don't know if you ended up listening to the episode clay but uh, there's a legitimate question to be asked whether the Cubs are actually better than the Pirates or not. Uh, and so far it's showing that they're not because the Pirates have a you know, one game advantage right now in the division. Uh, these two teams, the Cardinals and Brewers, have been going back and forth a little bit over the last, what, three weeks or so. We expect this to just kind of keep happening all the way until August or September. Or do you kind of think that eventually one of these two teams is going to take a stranglehold? I think the deadline is going to be the difference here. Um, both teams are really good. Both teams are not great, I wouldn't say. Um, there's obvious holes and falls with each team. Who is going to make the move to win the division at the deadline? Yeah, that's a great point. And obviously, as the deadline gets closer, we'll have more and more coverage about what these teams are going to do, what we think these teams should do, uh, because that is going to be the hot topic here because, you know, Obviously, the division race is basically just these two teams and the rest of the teams are just kind of going to fall into, you know, the dog days of summer and we'll see what they end up doing at the deadline because I'm sure they'll all be active moving pieces around. Clay, but before we get to the deadline, another big uh, part of the season is coming up and that is the All-Star break. I actually believe All-Star voting, the first round of voting for fan voting, uh, well, I guess the, the fan voting portion closes today. Um and after that, the top two or three at each position in each league will go to a final vote. So they're obviously every team is going to have one all star and some of these teams are only going to have be forced to have one. But there yeah. are plenty of there are plenty of guys in this division that are absolutely worthy of all star consideration. Um, so let's take a we're going to take a look at that this week. So let's start walking through it here, Clay, with let's start in. Um, do we want to go position by position? I guess yeah, we'll go well, position by position first. You just walk us through. Yeah, so right now I'll just run down where anyone in the NL Central lands on the fan vote. Keep in mind, this is a fan vote, okay? That does not mean this is predictable of who will be in the All-Star game. Catcher, Wilson Contreras from the Cubs is number one. Yadier Molina, who is not even playing right now and has a 46 WRC plus, is number three. Tyler Stevenson, Reds, number five. Omar Narvaez, number 10. First base, Goldschmidt, number one. Easy. Talaz, number six. Votto, number seven in the fan vote. Second base, Nolan Gorman, somehow at number five. I'll tell you what, Cardinals fans are showing out in the they, votes. Seriously, I'm looking at Wong, these, number these nine. Right Wong, number nine. India, number 10. Third base, Arenado, number two. Drury from the Reds, number six. Patrick Wisdom, number eight. Luis Urias, number 10. Shortstop, Edmund, number four. Adama's number eight. Nico Horner, number 10. Cubs fans um, shown out there for sure. Yeah. DH, Albert freaking Pujols, washed up, number three. Andrew McCutcheon, number 10. 
And there's no pitchers in the fan voting this year as well. So that's where we run down right now. I know we're going to look at each individual team and uh, come up with a couple of names and discuss their all-star case. So, Ethan, do you want to kick it off with the Brewers first? Well, I think there's two obvious guys that have to be in for the Brewers, and there would make sense that they would both be on the pitching side because that's basically the only thing the Brewers are good at. But somehow they just won't go away. These pesky Brewers just won't go away. Uh, but obviously Corbin Burns, um, as good as anybody, not named Sal- Sandy Alcantara in the National League or maybe Tony Gonsolin right now in the National League. Um Dominant as ever, putting up numbers that are really good. But, you know, even you might consider it a down year based off this, the, the level that he set last year. 93.1 innings, 119 Ks. He's got 2.7 war, a whip under one and a 2.41 ERA. Uh, obviously, he has to be included in the National League starting rotation for the uh, for the All-Star game. Who knows if he'll get an inning, if he'll actually make an appearance. Obviously, it's depends on where guys throw and stuff before the all-star game. Uh, but Burns has to be in there. And then the other guy, Clay, talk to me about Josh Hader. And, you know, I, I don't remember exactly how many innings it was, but he started the year on an insane scoreless streak. Obviously, he'll be coming out of the pen for the National League. Three earned runs on the year is all he's given up with 41 strikeouts, 24 saves, 24.2 innings, good for a 1.09 ERA. Listen, we don't have to talk about it. He's just Josh Hader. This is yeah, what he does best year in, in and year off. Yeah, best closer in baseball. Shoe in for the All-Star game. I don't really know if there's much more to say about him. I feel like we yeah. talk about him at least every other week, and it's just like, wow, this guy's awesome still. And then, and, the, you know, if we wanted to just record that clip and replay it every week, it's an evergreen clip. So no, it would absolutely. work. You know who else really I think deserves some consideration, Clay, is Devin Williams from the Brewers obviously just as dominant basically as uh as hater uh he's at 18 i saw this from jeff Passon the other day uh yesterday actually 18 and two-thirds straight scoreless innings he's allowed just five hits walked six batters and struck out 30 um yeah he, he should be an all-star as well i think he deserves some recognition and that one two punch is obviously for the past what two or three years has been the deadliest one two punch at the back end of a bullpen it's the reason the brewers are still leading the national league central because what they do at the back end of the bullpen is unmatched by anybody in baseball and one thing to consider i was on the nl east version of the state of the division last week and we talked about all-stars and ryan Finkelstein and i broke this down as a Okay, like you have to think about the other players at this position, right? Because that's how it works. You can't have 35 first basemen, even if it was the top 35 players in the sport, right? And when I did the One Hit Wonders article discussing players who have only made one all-star game in their career, I noticed that like a lot of bad teams, they're just going to have like a middle relief option. Mm -hmm. So I immediately thought of like, okay, Arizona Diamondbacks, who's their all-star? Right. Maybe Christian Walker, deep at first base, so he may not get in. Okay, like Joe Mantiply could be an all-star for the Diamondbacks, just like a middle relief guy who's just insane this year, which could push out a Devin Williams. So whenever you have this thought process of who's going to make it, you also need to consider the NL and who else in the NL might have to take that spot which we will get to with the Reds because they have an interesting name yeah, as well. They have they have an interesting all-star case because they've actually had some good player players that despite the fact that they've been terrible, um, they have some players that could legitimately be worthy of all-star consideration. But you mentioned bad teams needing to have one guy, so they just throw a reliever in. 
but I don't think there's been a reliever um, that has been better. I mean, obviously there's been better relievers, but a guy that's kind of come out of nowhere, like this reliever on a bad team that has been more dominant than David Bednar. We talk about him every week and how the pirates need to just cool off a little bit and not overwork him so much, but he has just been as dominant as can be. 1.6 war, 1.78 ERA, 35.1 innings, uh, 11 saves, 0.88 whip in 49 Ks. I mean, you can't really say that Brian, like Brian Reynolds was the guy before the year that you would say, okay, you know, he's probably on all-star watch. Maybe keep Brian Hayes because of his popularity gets a look, but those guys, you know, haven't had like all-star quality years. Maybe you can argue that Hayes has, but he isn't doing well in voting. So to you, it had to, to you is, is Bednar the only choice here? Yeah. Bednar is the only choice in my opinion. Um, He's just been so damn good that I think if he was on other teams, he'd make it as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Hayes is a good player, and his war looks good. Doesn't have the flashy stats that typically draw all-star votes. Um, Brian Reynolds is starting to kick it in. He had three home runs on, um, I guess that was Wednesday night. Yeah, Wednesday Um, And No, Tuesday night. Tuesday night. night. Yeah. I don't think that they really have anybody else. It's super easy. Let's throw in David Bednar and move on. He absolutely deserves it too. He deserves a look. And that could be a good place for him to put himself on display if he wants to get out of Pittsburgh. Uh, but speaking of speaking of Brian Reynolds, wow, the numbers have really turned around for him, Clay. 258, 124 way to runs create a plus. Uh, an OPS finally over 800 at 808. And he's got 15 home runs. Just for my Marlins fans that may be listening out there, since you mentioned the NL East, he's got more home runs than Jorge Soler, so that's always fun. Uh, let's move down to your Cincinnati Reds, Clay. You wrote an article recently about one of these guys that you really think deserves some all-star consideration. He's legitimately been really, really good this year, probably the best offensive player for the Reds. I want to give a shout-out to Tyler Stevens. We'll get to him in a second, but I want to give a shout-out to Tyler Stevenson, who would have been the backup catcher to Wilson Contreras, most likely, had he not gone down with an injury, but an injury screwed him out of that. So talk to me about Brandon Drury and what makes him have a legitimate all-star case. Yeah, so actually it was Ryan Finkelstein that wrote that, believe it or not. Um, oh, I, simply, right. I forgot I did the same thing. Well, I understand, you know, Ryan Finkelstein, our Mets guy and editor of Just Baseball, writing about Brandon Drury, who was a former Mets, so I'm sure he's on his mind a lot. Um, Brandon Drury has been a non-roster invited to, to this team, turned starter, turned potential all-star, 1.4 war, slash line of 279, 337, 541 from Brandon Drury, 16 home runs, 40 RBIs, 137 WRC plus. He's in sixth place right now at third base. And I know it's one of those questions like, okay, well, it's fan voting for soft like, So you're really going to climb up over the others. The Reds have to have somebody in the all-star game. Brandon Drury is the best offensive player on the team right now. A lot of the other big names have been injured. Votto's not playing at a, you know, level that he would get a shoe into the all-star game. Luis Castillo has pitched well, but he's just been limited with, with his innings and starts due to injury. It's one of those situations you look around the team and you just struggle to find many all-stars. Like like you said, Tyler Stevenson has played to a level of all-star. However, 
broke his thumb. He's been out. He was swinging in the cages yesterday. We saw a video on his Twitter account, so potentially coming back. Probably too little, too late for him to get the nod. Um, Brandon Drury, the Cincinnati Reds Isn't it funny to all-star think? rep. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who else would get the nod, but somebody's going to have to get it. He kind of gets in by default, and his numbers are good enough, I think, to deserve legitimate consideration. None of these guys are going to get in. Look, the Reds aren't going to get a guy in on the fan vote, and maybe they just shoo in a reliever. They give Castillo a nod because he's Castillo, but I really think they should give it to the guy that's most deserving, and I think Drury is by far the most deserving player on the roster for an all-star spot. Let's move down now. This is the team that's going to, you know, if there's one team that's going to show out in Los Angeles this year, it's going to be the St. Louis Cardinals. Obviously, Paul Goldschmidt is going to be the sh- he's the shoe in at first base. He has to be the starting first baseman for the National League. He's a legitimate MVP candidate this year. Nolan Arenado, always. Sorry. Always a good shout. Oh, my God. Sorry. Yeah. Always a good shout, Nolan Arenado, to get into the All-Star game. Uh, he just seems like a guy that's there every single year. He's second at third base voting right now. I think you mentioned right now. Uh, he's hitting 278, 341, 495, 14 home runs, 136 weighted runs, great plus. And while we're on the subject of Goldie, I have to read off these numbers because they're just so insane. 342, 424, 630 slugging, 195 weighted runs, created plus. 19 home runs clay obviously i think these two guys are going to get in yachty's in there he's doing well in the voting because he's yachty and people love him for whatever reason but can we really do we really have to let yachty and and poo holes into the all-star game just because they're retiring this year i actually wrote an article published yesterday on just baseball about those two particular names holding the cardinals back it would be a disgrace if they were somehow entered into the all-star game just for nostalgic value which is exactly what the article is about um i think the person who should be mentioned is tommy edmund right he's played so well kind of in a tough spot as he's moved to shortstop that's kind of where he is now in the voting fourth behind just some powerhouses at short and Dansby Swanson playing so well, it's going to make it tough for him. Um, I think people are not realizing like Yachty's not playing on this team and he just went back home. Like it's not with the team mm-hmm. and he's been quote unquote injured with a knee injury. Like I had thought about this in the beginning of the year and was talking to one of my buddies who's a Cardinals fan. Like there's going to be a time where one of, if not both Yachty and Pujols, hit the phantom IL mm-hmm. and we may not see them again. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not saying that's the case. I'm just saying it's possible. Um, I think it's funny, you know, Gorman being fifth and all-star, but it's like St. Louis has the best fans. I'm not afraid to admit that they have such great fans. Disagree. They have good fans, but Chicago, I think we can start an argument here, but I think Chicago, I mean, the Cubbies fans are, awesome. I think Chicago fans have been really good recently since the world series and success. That was one jaded fan base for a while, but they are good. Like they show up. You're right. I, I, you know, I, it's a coin flip for me. I'm not going to argue one or the other, but the Cardinals. If we're basing it, well, Clay, if we're basing it off all-star voting right now, the Cardinals definitely have the upper hand because they're doing an incredible job of pushing their guys into the all-star game. The Cubs. I I think there's one thing that we need to talk about. That's Mm -hmm. we haven't touched on here. Look at the Cardinals offensive players that are getting votes and there's not a single pitcher and I know the pitching yeah. is not voted on I'm not saying there's not a single pitcher 
for votes. There's not much of a pitcher for consideration. Adam Wainwright's been good. I don't think he's all-star worthy um, unless they do the typical like, oh, maybe it's his last year. Let's throw him in like the all-star games. Well, not he exactly. says he says this isn't his last year. So, you know, well, we'll have to take his word for that. But Perhaps. And um, that's the issue with the Cardinals. Where's the pitching? Are they going to get mm-hmm. pitching? That's what's going to take them over the edge of the Brewers at the deadline mm-hmm. if they can add a pitcher. So, as I was saying, the fan bases, if you want to differentiate based on how they're doing in all-star voting, the Cardinals definitely have the upper hand right now because the Cubs have two guys that could legitimately be all-stars on this roster, and only one of them is cracking anywhere near the all-star voting right now. And that's Wilson Contreras. He's a shoe in, I believe, to be the starting catcher for the National League. Like I said, Tyler Stevenson would have backed up Wilson Contreras had he been healthy. He had another home run last night. It was his 13th of the year, 280, 394, 519, 156 weighted runs created plus. An incredible, incredible offensive catcher Wilson Contreras has been for his entire career. And he absolutely deserves a shout at the All-Star game. He's been the best player in the Cubs. There is really nobody except, like I said, Ian Happ. I really think Ian Happ is having a, he's having a great year. And I really think he deserves some legitimate All-Star consideration. But there's nobody else besides Wilson Contreras. Yeah, David Robertson at one point in time looked like he could be a relief option. Um, he's, he's having a great year, 1.86 ERA. Um, leads the entire pitching staff in war as a reliever with only 29 innings. He's a 1.5 war, um, likely a trade chip. I think he's 37 years old, not part of the future plans. He at least deserves to have his name mentioned. The bullpen is just so hard to predict for all-star and where mm-hmm. other teams fall. Um, because you're right. Yeah. There are teams, there are teams that are bad that are going to get a guy. They have to get one guy. So they're going to get a reliever thrown in there. Yeah, and I I think we all have to understand, and I know a lot of people do, but when we look at WRC+, we say league average, 100, which is Mm -hmm. true. However, you need to take it in context of position. Catchers, Mm -hmm. if you look at a catcher and he's 94, you're going to say he's a little bit worse than league average. But as a catcher, compared to all other catchers, he's really good. Mm-hmm. Wilson Contreras is a 156 WRC plus. He's blowing everyone out of the water. Insane. He can be acquired if he's traded somewhere. Hell, they could put him at DH. That's how good mm-hmm. he is. Um, he's going to be a shoe in, no doubt in my mind. Um, I love him. I I, I like him. watching him. Love even his game. even love as his a game. Reds game or as a Reds fan, I love his game. Um, it's going to be different if he gets traded. Like it's going to be kind of sad not to see him in Chicago. Well, they're after he's traded. There will only be two leftover pieces from Cubs way. I got this right here. You can't see it from the 2016 team, which I'm going to end up reading about soon. Uh, Cubs way. I'm going to, I'm going to read this book and get back on this pod and let everybody know how it really is. If it's a good worthy read for Cubs fans and stuff, but um, yeah, I mean, he'll be, you know, it's him and Hendricks and Hayward. Those are the three pieces left over from the 26. And I guess you could include David Ross technically, because he's, he's managing the team now. Um, But Wilson Contreras, 156 way to run straight plus, like we said, second among all qualified catchers to Alejandro Kirk. They've played the same amount of games, and Kirk has 165. Will Smith, 
third at 129. So there's no doubt that Contreras is the starting catcher for the National League. He will also be the starting catcher on a different ball club come August 2nd, most likely. Shout out to Christopher Morell, by the way. If there were a utility position all-star like there should be, I think he would deserve some consideration alongside guys like John Birdie and Luis Guillorme from... We're going to have to pump the brakes on Morell. He's starting to he's starting to <laughs> he's strike starting out to a, little bit a little bit. But it, it, shout out to he's him. The man. So he's the no, he's I love the man. He still does a lot of great stuff. Like I was watching that game last night. And he throws a guy out at the plate and then hits a Call home me fan. I was like, that was awesome. So anyway, Clay, um, coming up on in the National League Central this week. Got to pull up the schedule. Here. Yeah, I, I did not add that into the notes once so again. The Cubs and Cubs and Reds are continuing a series. Of course, we're recording this on Thursday. This will be out on Friday. They finish up the series tonight at Wrigley Field. Yeah, and uh, that in that series is, I believe, one one. If I remember right, Luis yep. Castillo pitched incredible yep. in the first game of that. Uh, Reds fell last night, but Brandon Drury hit a ninth inning home run. Yep. So the Cubbies uh, and Reds are facing off, and then the Cubs. This is a fun series at Wrigley Field. Get the Boston Red Sox. Nice Ooh. historic series there uh, between two, obviously, of the most iconic franchises in the sport. And then your July 4th series for the Cubbies is the Milwaukee Brewers in Miller Park. And while I'm looking at the Brewers, I'll yeah. just go to their schedule real quick. They just finished up a series sweep. They've actually won four games in a row, five of their last six. Now that I'm looking at it, um, they took two of three from Toronto. They just won two against Tampa. Now they get four against Pittsburgh. And then, like I mentioned, that series against Chicago. And it's actually sandwiched uh, between series with Pittsburgh. So they get a bunch of the Pirates, seven games against the Pirates in the next week or so. Um, they, wow, they, they're just going to feast off this off this division for a while here, Clay. I mean, they just, they've got it made right now. Uh, the Pirates, speaking of which, just finished up dropping two of three from Washington. They get Milwaukee, as I just mentioned. And then they get New York. They host uh, the Yankees for two games before another two-game set in Cincinnati. Going over to Cincinnati now, uh, let's see. They're finishing up their series with Chicago. And then they get Atlanta. They host Atlanta, and they host New York. So they have a nice homestand coming up against the National League East and the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, and then finally, the St. Louis Cardinals, who are just hanging right around just behind the Brewers, doing everything they can to stay in it. They get three. They go on the road. So the the Reds ha host the National League East. The St. Louis Cardinals are going on the road to face the National League East. They're in Philly this weekend for three. They're off today. They start a series on Friday with the Phillies. And then the July 4th into July 7th series is a four-game set with the Braves. A lot of good baseball to look forward to there. That's seven good, tough games to test these St. Louis Cardinals, they're coming off a series sweep, uh, sorry, series win against the Miami Marlins. They lost last night to the dominance of Sandy Alcantara, who if Corbin, if Cor if Corbin Burns starts the all-star game over Sandy Alcantara, it's clearly just a popular. Listen, we don't need to get Ethan started on Sandy because yeah. he, he is. It I may last forever. Whole, I can do a whole episode. Check out my article about him on just baseball. Check out all that Clay's got going on in just baseball as well. And everything that everybody has going on in just baseball. There's always so much good content on the site. Clay, 
Anything else before we dip out of here, man? I think we've covered it. Brandon Drury. <laughs> Brandon Drury for the All-Star game. Let's start the campaign. I'm going to, when I tweet out this episode, I'm just going to tweet Brandon Drury for the All-Star <laughs> game. For Clay, I'm Ethan. We will talk to you guys next week on the NL Central State of the Division.